What's going on, my friends? Serbian tennis player Novak Djokovic won the U.S. Open after he was previously banned from the United States for a few years for rejecting the COVID-19 vaccine. He didn't want to take it. They wouldn't let him in the United States for a year or two. And then he just won this year, and they sponsored it by Moderna. Let's take a watch. Moderna shot of the day, and it was saving the, the match point. point. Oh, the match. And also, I want to talk about Gavin Newsom, the Democrat governor of California, is now basically admitting, in hindsight, he would do everything differently. The tides are turning. They're admitting they were wrong. Let's take a look. So all what is local, something you do differently? Well, I think no, all, no. we would have done everything differently because we understood. We would understand outdoors. As it it's pretty wild how they're gaslighting you into thinking... Uh, it was everybody doing it and they didn't make that big of a mistake. But Dream Rare Podcast, we'll talk about it all today. I'm excited to bring you today's show. It's the Dream Rare Podcast. Welcome to the show. The way to get the news at the desk or on the road. Let's go. God is great and success in our control. The world is crazy, but we get better from obstacles. What's going on, everybody? Sorry I had technical difficulties the first time. I want to show you a few clips, but the first one is Novak Jokovic. He won. And then they said the shot of the day, the shot of the day was sponsored by Moderna of the unvaccinated winner of the U.S. Open that was banned from the United States under the Biden administration for two years. Take a look. Moderna shot of the day and it was saving the, the match point. point. Oh, the match, match point to get. I watched the tennis match. I watched the press conference after and they didn't even mention anything about the fact that he couldn't play last year. And I believe for part of this year, he thought maybe he wasn't going to come again. He had to miss a lot of tournaments in Australia and America because they wouldn't let in the unvaccinated. If you guys don't know, Novak Djokovic said, I won't do it. I don't care if it stops me from being the best player in the world. I don't care what the cost is. It's my body. It's my freedom of choice, and it was a fantastic stand-up. He won in Australia earlier this year. I believe Bill Gates was in attendance at that one, and then he just won a Grand Slam in the United States in a, in a country excuse me, that he was banned from for, I think, around two years, and it's just a historic win, not just uh, for him. I mean, 24, he's probably the best player of all time. But the fact they didn't even mention it kind of weirds me out. The fact that they all just kind of sat there and it's like Moderna shot of the day in a guy that we wouldn't allow in a country without a shot. And we're just going to act like it never happened. That's the theme of today's episode. You know, everybody makes mistakes. I don't personally believe the gaslighting. I know I read a lot of comments. I probably shouldn't. But everybody has an opinion, right? Some people are like, oh, it's good that people are coming around. Others are like, I don't forgive them this and that. I forgive people. I have a big heart, but not such a big heart like I had myocarditis, like the people that unfortunately were told that that was the safest thing ever. And it was for, I'm sure, a lot of people, but some it wasn't. But that was a heart joke because, you know, they don't take any liability for the side effects, injuries, and deaths under their uh, pharmaceutical product. The people who forced you to, your company, a lot of the politicians that tried to gaslight you into thinking it didn't matter. You know, if something were to happen, I'm not saying it's happening to everybody. I'm not trying to scare people because everyone's done things in their life. You want to have like a positive mentality. You don't want to overthink decisions. I don't, I don't want you to, but I'm just saying these people that told you that if you don't get it, you're going to lose your job. If you don't get it, you're going to lose your 401k or maybe not 401k, but you get what I'm saying. Retirement packages. I heard that happening to a lot of government employees. Well, if you want to retire and, you know, pay for your family for the rest of your life, you probably have to get it. Now they're all sitting back saying, oh, no, we never did that. Moderna shot of the day. Haha. Ha, welcome back to the United States. And I forgive them. But at the same time, I'm just a little skeptical because 
the gaslighting of how they're explaining it is nuts. I want to show you this clip that I showed you before, but this is Gavin Newsom essentially saying he would do everything differently. He's conceding that he messed up. It's a historic moment. I'm not saying you have to completely forgive them. I, I don't care what your opinion is necessarily, but this is a historic moment when the mainstream media and Democrat politicians are pretty much admitting that they screwed up and a lot of the crap they did to you was not what they would do now. So can we, I'm not trying to celebrate and say, ha ha, he he, but we do need to understand the tides are changing. For a while, they censored everybody, smeared everybody, tried to defame them, tried to defund them, tried to basically take away everything they could from journalists, workers, I mean, military members. And now it's like, oh yeah, I mean, listen to how they're gaslighting you. All what is something you do differently? Well, I think a whole, no all, we would have done everything differently because we understood, we would understand outdoors as an example. And I want to play this clip because he's not even saying that Ron DeSantis was right or Christy Nome was right or those pesky Republicans were right. He's trying to act like, oh, everybody locked down like me. Everybody was as bad as I was. I mean, even Ron DeSantis locked down. I mean, can you believe that Gavin Newsom, he's not, after smearing the guy, the mainstream media, the Democrats for two years saying, oh, death Santis, death Santis, everybody's dying for not listening to us. Now they're like, oh, he, he was similar to us. It's like, not, it doesn't sound right coming from your mouth. He wasn't the same as you. No way. Specific uh, uh, frameworks. All of us went through a process. I mean, there was few states that didn't go into aggressive lockdowns, including uh, Florida's Ron DeSantis. No, I understand that. But it was. And Are you, you know, I'm trying to untwist this because there's so many tangles within the mainstream media that you just get tangled up. Left wing, right wing, politicians, big pharma. It's like they're trying to tangle that everyone's mind. Let's untangle that. The gaslighting from politicians is almost at an A-plus level. I mean, I don't buy it, but I understand psychologically why people buy it. For years, people like Gavin Newsom, for years, people like the mainstream media, mostly left-wing, but in some cases on both sides, they were gaslighting, smearing everybody, anybody who dared report against them, against mass mandates or lockdowns or any of the policy, the Operation Warp Speed mRNA injections that they, years later, you know, now are finally changing their tune on. They gas. They smeared everybody. Sorry, gaslight's not the right word for this one. Smeared, censored, defamed, lied about, and now they just flip sides. And it's like, oh, everybody locked down with me. What are you talking about? I mean, you know, even DeSantis locked down. Sure, he did lock down for too long. But compare DeSantis's lockdown to when he opened up compared to Gavin Gavin Newsom's lockdown. This this is not president versus governor. This is not opinion versus opinion. You can do with DeSantis and, and uh. I would say Newsom, something you can't do with Trump and DeSantis, et cetera, which is governor, governor. They both had pretty much the same power over their state. And you can compare how long did Gavin Newsom lock down with his state? How long did Ron DeSantis lock down? When did Ron DeSantis open up? What was Ron DeSantis' stance on vaccine mandates and mask mandates? You know, in every way, shape and form, Gavin Newsom's lockdown was stricter longer i remember they tried two years later to bring it back one year and it's like what it's been years like what are you, you're trying to bring it back now and this was all gavin newsom and now he sits out there like i mean yeah i mean even even desantis locked down i mean same as me and it's like do, do people who follow gavin newsom understand the mental magician you know this is so much mental magic that even scott adams who considered what does he to call himself a psychiatrist he's like oh, i'm a i'm a wizard i'm a clown i'm a circus clown I i'm a psychiatrist i'm a hypnotist you're getting sleep whatever scott adams pretends to be like a trained hypnotist or whatever you know that's his little shtick but anyway you know it's like the same sort of thing on the left-wing media where they're hypnotizing people they gaslighted you guys for three years into thinking all this stuff was great 
And now they won't even come out and be like, yeah, I was wrong and DeSantis was right or I was wrong and Anomaly was right. I'm not asking for an award or anything. I know Pulitzers only go to liars who try to start wars and lie about Trump. So I'm never going to get an award like that. That's for the weasels and the liars who work for the mainstream media. They're fake awards. I mean, they're real awards. But when you get an award for writing about Russia collusion, that was pretty much uh, proved that your writing wasn't true. Why are you getting celebrated for it? We know why. Anyway, long story short, it's just nuts. Are Democrats going to buy this and see the fact that now, after years of these type of people telling you that lockdowns are so good, mass mandates are so good, everything they said with the vaccine is exactly what they said. And now it's like, you know, I wasn't that much different from Ron DeSantis, was I? I mean, he locked down, too. It's a brilliant slash evil mental manipulation game of like, no, 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 no. Everyone was doing what we were doing. That's not what you were saying in 2020. That's not what you were saying in July, August, September, October, November. That's not what you were saying in 2021. You guys weren't saying, oh, yeah, that's what we're doing, what he's doing. You were saying we aren't doing what he's doing. He's opening too much. He's giving people too much liberty. He's allowing people to do stuff. And now they're just going to flip it. Are people going to buy this? I mean, I, I'm, I'm not going to say my hopes are low because I'm a grateful person, but my hopes are low when it comes to people who follow liberal media understanding that type of mental maneuver the same way no offense i see it on the right all it takes is like a little scheme and then people can't figure certain things out so they're they're brilliant with the wording and manipulation of it but this to me is a historic moment in america where the mainstream left-wing media is basically playing a game of you should have you know, you should have thought about your lockdown, says Chuck Todd or whatever. And then Gavin Newsom's like, yeah, but everyone locked down like me and I would have done things differently. That's their public, you know, we messed up. They're saying it now. We messed up. We were wrong, but they won't give people that were right the credit. That's like psychotic behavior being like, all right, we were wrong. Chrissy Noam was right. We were wrong. You know, DeSantis did a better job opening up earlier. We were wrong. There were other people online that we called psychopaths and conspiracy theorists who got it more right. They don't say that. They're just like, we were wrong, but so was everyone else with us in unison. I mean, even, even they did something wrong. I don't know. What do you guys think in the comment section? Do you think that people are going to fall for this? Do you think that the audience that bought into mask mandates, and, and, you know, the gaslighting goes bipartisan, too, because now that Trump's running against DeSantis, he'll be like, oh, it's, we did the same, too. And it's like, not really. But I get what you're saying. Yeah, you both messed up and I get it. But there's no sort of accountability. It's just like, look, they all did it with me. Yeah, that's the problem. You guys are all doing weirdo things in uni unison. You're all locking down in unison. You're all Operation Warp Speed funding Big Pharma in unison. Moderna shot of the day with an unvaccinated winner. Really? That's America. It's gross. Remember when cool brands used to sponsor stuff, or at least it was just a drink or something. Now it's like Moderna, Moderna, Pfizer, Pfizer. Nobody feels like this is a little odd. Every single co commercial on, on television, every single, whether you watch UFC, basketball, it doesn't matter. Pill, 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 pill. Nobody's tired of this BS. You know, nobody wants to ask questions why America and New Zealand are two of the only countries in the world who allow a lot of this type of advertising. It's not even legal in like 98% of the world, if not more. I mean, you could do the math on that one, but I believe there's two countries that allow um, medical products that a doctor needs to give you that you can't get over the counter. They allow them to have television commercials, but most of the rest of the world knows that's disgusting. The rest of the world understands that big pharmaceuticals shouldn't have that much space in your mental uh, life and in your sports life and everything, but they do that in American media and no one notices. And you know why no one notices? 
because the left is hypnotized by big pharma and the right is hypnotized by Donald Trump. And it's just like fake proxy wars, fake fights. You know, I want to talk about other stuff later this week. So I'm going to save some topics on the First and Second Amendment, which the governor of New Mexico, I believe, is saying that she could suspend under an emergency. Uh, David Hogg said the right thing and said that that was unconstitutional. And everybody knows about David Hogg. And then Michael Knowles said the opposite and says he thinks that she does have the power to do that. So it's like how easily the political matrix just shatters where now David Hogg has more constitutional balls than Michael Knowles. You know, it's like it, it, these people are jokes to me. No offense, but it's like, you know, I say what I say because I'm watching what other pundits do and they do a lot of like nothing. They do a lot of like left versus right. Tee hee 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 hee. I hate you. I have my pillow. You have your pillow. We all got pillows, whatever. But then you look at what they're really talking about, like who was really early on your freedom and liberty? Who was really early on this stuff? Because I'm telling you, just like I did with Vivek, I mean, I could probably play that video again for you guys. But, you know, Vivek said to me in the interview, he said, or Vivek, however you pronounce it, he was like, you got it right. You know, you were ahead of the curve. I was ahead of the curve on other stuff. And with all due respect, I'll say it even nicer this time. I appreciate the compliment, but I don't think that I was so smart and military members were so smart and mothers were so smart and a lot of conservatives were like, I don't think that our IQ is 10,000 points above yours where you couldn't figure it out. I know why these people didn't figure it out because big pharma runs the world. Look at the biggest, uh, you know, look at the biggest advertiser for politics. It's big pharma. Look at the biggest advertisers now in sports. Big Pharma's all over it. Besides the betting apps, it's like Moderna, Pfizer, Pfizer. They're all over the place. Every television commercial is Big Pharma, Big Pharma. So it's not financially convenient to figure this stuff out because you're if you're in that world, if you're in the matrix of entertainment or politics, it's not convenient to find this stuff out because you're going to lose all your money. So someone like Vivek, no disrespect, but I said exactly what's true. He's a nice guy. He's running. He smiles. He says a lot of great stuff. He's, he's whatever. You know what I'm saying? He's saying a lot of the right stuff. But at the end of the day, I don't believe that he didn't know in 2020, 2021 and 2022, like, oh, I don't, I can't figure it out. This is so tough. I'm going to just do my job. It's the pharmaceutical industry. You understand? It's like the pharmaceutical industry. If there's a pandemic and there's trillions of billions of dollars floating around, what's your job to tell the truth to the people? Or is it your job to figure out a drug or a way in so you can rake off of that multi-trillion dollar industry? Of course, but I'm just being honest. It's like, does get did Gavin Newsom figure it out now? No, the burden or the dam got so big, the wall broke. And now it's just like impossible to keep defending all the psychotic stuff they did. So they just flip on a dime and they're like, oh, I just figured it out. But so, you know, DeSantis was just as bad as me or I just figured it out. But, you know, you were right, Anomaly. You're so smart and I'm going to try to flatter you. So you buy it. Like, I get it. That's nice. I appreciate it. But I understand that some people like didn't know and everybody learns at their own time. But a lot of these politicians, a lot of these people in sports, do you know how hard it was to tell the truth in 2021? Like Aaron Rodgers got away with it and it wasn't easy for him, but it's because he's a main major quarterback. He has a lot of money and power in the NFL so he can get away with more. If you were a wide receiver and you're the third or fourth on a team, it's not that easy to stand up against medical tyranny. You're going to lose your job. If you're a father that needs to feed his family, you're going to lose their job. If you're in the military, you're going to lose your position. You're going to lose your you know, your pension, you're going to lose this. So the, the reason that most people didn't come forward earlier is they didn't want to lose the money and power. I understand it, but let's just not gaslight me and act like I'm so special and so smart. I know that Vivek knows. I know that Trump knows. I know that Gavin Newsom knows. You know, I, I, I know, I, I think that Fauci, I don't know what he thinks or what he knows, but 
I'm just not buying this whole spin that everybody's trying to do. It's like, oh, oh yeah, okay. Well, we made our money in the pharmaceutical industry. Okay, now, now we're on your side again. Okay, $18 billion to big pharma, Operation Warp Speed, a socialist game. I did it. I'm the best. Haha, <laughs> it's bipartisan. Oh, let's fight the Hunter Biden's laptop, Nancy Pelosi. <laughs> everyone runs in circles and everyone's like, okay, we just made the left forget about it and the right forget about it. And the right spin is just look what Trump's doing in the Republican media. And the left spin is like, oh, even... Even uh, Ron DeSantis locked down a little bit. And, you know, we all know now because the experts were wrong. Experts weren't wrong authentically. The experts were wrong because if you look at the CDC and the FDA and the HHS, and you even go far back and you look at interviews with Mike Wallace in 60 Minutes when he was basically blowing the whistle on, I believe it was like a swine flu vaccine. If you could find that interview, I believe it's Mike Wallace, 60 Minutes. Maybe it's not CNN, but 60 Minutes, Mike Wallace. Um, swine flu vaccine pandemic, watch that CDC corruption. They reported it there. Like, this is not new stuff. This is all I'm going to say. A lot of people saw 2020 and said, oh, this must be brand new because now I see it. No, they've been doing it for decades and decades and decades. It's just sometimes the corruption and the, I would say false expertise bubbles up so far that you can't ignore it anymore and it's everywhere. Now you're locked in your house and now it's everywhere. And now it's bipartisan. It swallowed up your candidate and he's selling the vaccine too. And DeSantis has a mask on TV. Like, where did all this come from? The biggest mistake people will make is to say, oh, like people like uh, Ted Cruz will be like, oh, the CDC used to be respectable and now they're so corrupt. I'm Ted Cruz, herky-derky, herky-derky. You know, whatever he says. Like, no, the CDC was not amazing three years ago and it just got corrupt overnight with Rochelle Walensky or whoever, that's not true. You could watch interviews from 40 years ago that is like Groundhog Day to what we deal with. Find that swine flu 60 minutes Mike Wallace thing about the swine flu, in like it was injuring a lot of people. The CDC admitted that they like lied about a lot of stuff. It's all been happening for so, so long. So all I'm going to say is like that's a issue that has been running rampant in this country. And I don't know, I'm very passionate about it because when I look at health, the health of a nation, you know, we're not a healthy nation in many ways. And I'm not just trying to point blame because a lot of that's technology, maybe natural progression when you get too many things, you know, you can't form families and communities properly anymore. I'm not just blaming it on one industry or one group or anything like that. With that being said, I do believe that the pharmaceutical industry has gone too far for too long. Kids are just sucking down Adderall pills, sucking down this. Like everybody's got a problem. Everybody needs a pill. Everybody's got, it's like, it's all, it's gross to even watch TV. I love the UFC and I hate the commercials because everyone's like, do you have psoriasis of the skin? Take this thing and your head might fall off and your, and your bladder might explode. And there might be 50,000 things that happen, but it's for your skin. It's like, get this crap out of my face. I'm so tired of it. Um, Long story short, that's really the stories of the day. Moderna sponsoring U.S. Open, Jokovic unvaccinated wins, wasn't allowed in the United States for two years, yet they don't even mention it in the press conference. The gaslight, I, I don't even want to watch tennis anymore because the gaslighting of like, th this is a huge story. When you talk about storylines and they always love a good story to sell a, an event or a match. And you have a guy who was banned from a free country for two years because he didn't inject himself with synthetic mRNA. He comes back this year, wins the tournament, and then you sponsor the tournament by Moderna, the shot of the day sponsored by Moderna with a bunch of you know shot uh, puns, and you don't even mention it. Djokovic doesn't even mention it in the press conference. It's baffling the type of gaslighting that they're trying to put us through. And at the same time that that's all happening, 
Gavin Newsom comes out and says that he would have done everything differently and flips the script now that it's not that DeSantis is so bad for not locking down like California. It's that DeSantis also locked down too. And, you know, we're all in this together now. It's nuts. Let me know what you guys think. I'm going to read a few comments and then we're going to keep it moving. I have an interview tomorrow with somebody. Hope you guys enjoy. Um, Someone said Huntington Beach just passed a law banning mask mandates. I did see that. I think and vaccine mandates too. Uh, let me read a few more comments and then I'm going to take off. Hope you guys enjoyed this video. I wasn't going to go live today, but I was watching this all unfold and I was like, wow, this is this is bizarre. But, but the thing that I want people to realize, and I'm not, I don't care if people agree or disagree with me on some of my opinions around it. This is a historic moment where the liberal media is now admitting they were wrong. Gavin Newsom's admitting he's wrong without really fully admitting it. But this is a, a corner turn because they were trying to bring back mask mandates. Maybe they saw the data and people aren't falling for it. And now they have to jump ship from their own policies. You saw, I did, well, maybe you didn't, but I'm saying it like uh, as if you've seen it. But if you did see it or not, I did a report earlier this year that showed that between New York and California, they lost, I believe, upwards of a trillion dollars to states like Florida because all their lockdown policies sucked a bunch of money, sucked a bunch of businesses out of California and New York, and they all went to other states. So, I mean, the more this is the good part about the competition of the states, uh, even if it's not absolute. And I think that there's still a lot of like federal problems. The fact that if you do make that decision, you can you screw up really bad, lose a lot, and then you have to flip like uh, Newsom's flipping now. And it's just wild. I know I'm not the only one who dealt with it, so I don't want to make it about myself. But of course, I lost money. They defamed me. They tried to defund me. They tried to ruin my channel. And I say this with ease because that's not even a top 40 thing that people dealt with. I know people that they couldn't, you know, their husband was in the military and he worked there for 10 years and they're threatening his pension or, you know, benefits after the military. If he doesn't get the COVID vaccine, you have people that ran businesses, hundreds of thousands of businesses destroyed because they got locked down while the banks and big pharma and other people seem to, you know, be able to weather the storm a lot easier. And a lot of mom and pop shops got, got absolutely swallowed by Amazon more than they would have naturally it's just like the, the amount of stories that I saw of athletes that, you know, took it. And, and there was this one guy in, um, I want to say he was a biker or some sort of extreme sports guy. And he took the vaccine, he got injured and then nobody gave a shit about him. And he's like crying and he's on Instagram. Like, dude, this just ruined my whole life, my whole career. And everyone's like, sorry, dude. I mean, we didn't force you to do it. I mean, we didn't even tell you to do it. It's like, what are you talking about, bro? You told him that if he didn't get that damn vaccine, that he wouldn't have uh, been able to participate anymore i know somebody that's an i think his name is jerry o'neill i have to look up the spelling of it but he has some sort of work visa in america he's been a high level x games competitor for years or decades and now they're trying to kick him out of the country because he won't get the vaccine and this is still happening in 2023 and one thing i hope people realize and i know a lot of people hate me for this but i just don't really care I understand Trump versus Biden is a thing or Democrats versus Republicans. I'm not saying both parties are exactly the same. 
I think when someone like Trump gets in or, or a Republican gets in, the border policy slightly changes, the judges change, and some things do change, but a lot doesn't. But long story short, a lot of these left, right, Trump, Biden, Trump, DeSantis narratives are really just theater for like regular people to fight over and pick a hero in. Meanwhile, none of this stuff changes and it's never going to change till everybody tunes into the frequency and realizes that it's been happening for five decades, not for five years like Ted Cruz is going to try to gaslight people into. And a lot of the BS that's happening with Elon Musk and the ADL, it's bipartisan. It's done by people at Daily Wire. It's done by people in right-wing media. And they'll sit here this week and gaslight and be like, oh, it's just the left-wing progressive organization. Yeah, I mean, the ADL it does have a left-wing skew, absolutely. But at the same time, the same type of defamation and exaggeration about the term anti-Semitism is done on the right wing all the time. They do the exact same thing, and they're exactly ex as loose as it. And it's being passed into law by Republican politicians under the same definition that the ADL has adapted. And when I report on that stuff, right-wing news organizations post articles about me and call me anti-Semitic for screenshotting the State Department website and telling people that that's how they're expanding the definition to then usher in some sort of like hate speech rule where everything's this, everything's that. You know, I see people crying on online now saying, oh, it's sexist if you don't if women don't get paid as more than men or the same as men in tennis and they got $3 million checks, Jokovic and the chick who won, and they're still complaining in the media. They're like, this doesn't completely equal it out because they don't generate as much revenue. How obvious is it? You know, the WNBA is subsidized by the men. I don't know who's subsidizing the women in tennis, probably the corporation sponsoring it or the men's league. I'm not sure. I haven't fully looked it up. But it's like everything's sexist, everything's racist, everything's anti-conspiracy theory, anti-vaxxer, anti-vaxxer. It's just like these stupid words, any word with anti or obic, it's just a word to basically shut it down. Being homophobic used to used to mean you were like afraid of homosexuals. Like if one was if you were like in West Hollywood and someone's like, hey, and you're like, ah, ah, that's what homophobic like means by definition, phobia of gay people. Hey, boys, did you watch Bravo TV today? And they're like, ah, ah, what's wrong, Johnny? Are you all right, bro? Yeah, dude, I'm just really afraid of homosexuals. Oh, dude, you're homophobic, man. Are you all right? We get, we might have to get that checked out with a pastor, or maybe at the local doc. Like, that's what homophobic means by definition. But now they'll call you a homophobe if you don't think a three-year-old should chop off their ding-dong and, and you know, copy-paste some breasts on, on their body. Like, now that means homophobic. So... You know, and then you go to the right and all they can do is like, oh, you're racist if you don't like Tim Scott. Why? Why is that true? Tim Scott, his race has nothing to do with what I think about him. I just find him very generic and like, you know, it, like just typical politician ass. Well, no, that's it's, it's like everyone does the same little stupid game. The left is just a little worse with it. But you get what I'm saying. It's It's a damn joke. But long story short, the gaslighting on this pharma stuff is is loco and they and no one wants to take accountability for what they did trump wants to act like you know desantis was exactly the same and his leadership with covid wasn't exactly the same as trump's trump's wasn't as bad as gavin newsom if i could rank them it would be like desantis did the best trump did the second best newsom did the worst and they don't have the same positions in trump and desantis but you can point to certain times certain rhetoric certain laws certain leadership and then a guy running around just selling the product not really doing crap you could kind of compare it, although it's harder, but to act like DeSantis did the same thing as Gavin Newsom, that's objectively insane to anybody left-wing and right-wing. If you talk to left-wingers and right-wingers and you said whether they liked Newsom or didn't like Newsom, and you said, hey, do you consider what Newsom and Ron DeSantis did the same thing? 
nobody would think yes. Literally like 99% of the public would be like, no, I like what they did. No, I don't like what they did. No one thinks they did the same thing because they didn't. And he's trying to act like that's what it is. Someone said, I'm cursing again. Did I curse? I, I don't remember cursing, but who knows? I was in a flow state. Maybe I did. Um, Anomaly, are you going to speak to your thoughts about 9-11? Probably not today and probably not tomorrow. Um, I, I usually do on 9-11. I'll probably share a video of a 9-11 video that I find fascinating, but I have an interview scheduled tomorrow um, and you'll just see tomorrow. I mean, I might just say it on this podcast, but now that media is being sneaky and just like watching me and stuff, I'm, I want to be like more just pop up when I pop up, not announce things because they're being sneaky. Um, let me see. Someone said, unindoctrinate our society. The government are not our people. Take it back, our friends. Um, I want to say this. What do you think the play is right now to, to try to, I'm not going to say win the narrative because I think the truth is the truth. So it doesn't matter if you try to win it or not. But like Democrat media and Democrat politicians are basically saying we were right without saying we were right. They're basically admitting it now and flipping the narrative. How do we play this? Because it's like, you know, I don't want an award or a thank you, but I want people to know. And really, I mean, I think a lot of people owe a lot of people an apology. If your company tried to force vaccinate you, they owe you an apology. If uh, the government locked you down or, you know, some of the stuff they did was nuts. Andrew Wiggins is a player for the Golden State Warriors, right? He got the vaccine because the government of San Francisco, the Democrat government, said he had to get it in that uh, with that team. Think about how insane this was, right? So every team could play each other, but Kyrie Irving for the New York Nets, Nets, I think he was, right? Yeah, he was on the Nets, and then or the Brooklyn Nets. And then you had Andrew Wiggins over in California and San Francisco. Those two local governments decided that they had a vaccine mandate, but opposing players from another team could go into that arena and play there. It was the stupidest, most illogical, most anti-science, most insane mandate ever that made no logical sense no matter what politic or what you know level of health education you are it was a clear fraud like how can how can Kyrie Irving not play in this stadium but players from another state that, that are traveling all over without a vaccine can come and play there but he can't because the you know the state decided like it was crazy long story short Andrew Wiggins won the NBA championship there that year a Andrew Wiggins made the all-star team for his first time in his career he had like a career-saving moment won all these awards and still regrets taking the COVID vaccine. He got bullied into it. He didn't want it. He wasn't a good enough player to like sit out and still have his career not in jeopardy. Like he would have been kind of screwed because he's not as high level as Steph Curry. I mean, he's great, but it, you know, he was in a weird position. He was a high ranking pick. I believe he was the number one pick overall. He hadn't really played as good as people thought he was going to be for years. So he was at a point in his career where he couldn't really afford to sit out. It would have been a way bigger deal than someone uh, else. He got the vaccine. He won, got the uh, all-star game and he still regrets it. You know, that's how, like, that's a powerful moment because the government, the Democrat government of San Francisco decided he had to, and the NBA, most people in that organization were following suit. They probably didn't have his back. They probably didn't do much. Um, someone did a super chat to argue with something else. Oh, you're saying change your background, bro. It sucks big time. You could do better. Someone else said that to me recently. They were like, what do you think about this? It looks like you're in your living room. I was like, I am. Um, there's a moment where I'm going to change stuff around for sure. But it, it, I have this. I'll just be very transparent with you guys. 
I manage myself. I do a lot of my own stuff. I do my own production. I do music as well. I do shows. I travel. I go to sports events and like network. Just, I do a lot of stuff and I self-manage it. So everything I do is kind of like a time question. Like, do I want to do this? Do I want to build an entire set? Do I want to move? Do I, you know, uh, I definitely think it's, it would be smart at a certain point, but every time I do something else, it just takes like weeks away from my job where I'm like, if I could, if I could stand here and get 5 million views, then who really cares? You know, my biggest, and I'm not saying you're wrong. You're totally not. But my biggest video recently was a video that I made without a microphone. I had none of my equipment. I was at someone in my family's house. I took a thing. I edited it. It took me an hour to edit. I put it up and it got 10 million views. It got like 5 million views on Instagram. It got millions of views on Twitter, hundreds of thousands of views on Facebook. And it's like, I, you, I could, I absolutely should. But what does it say that I could get more views than 99.9% .9 of people without it? So I'm, I'm not saying you're wrong. It definitely makes more sense aesthetically. But with that being said, you know, I'm not aesthetics. I mean, I, I don't think I, I don't think I look horrible. I think there's worse people out there that like aesthetically you don't want to look at. But long story short, you know, that kind of makes me stand out. There's a lot of people that have a lot of stuff going on and nobody really cares what they say. So it would be smart, but I guess on my list of priorities right now, it's pretty low because every time I try too hard to do something, it doesn't do what I wanted it to do. And when I don't have expectations, it's it's way bigger. So it's one of those weird things where it's like, you know, uh, it's it's fascinating. I mean, some things that happened this week too are really interesting, mostly really, really good things. But, you know, just certain moves I make, getting the results, it's interesting stuff. Someone said that's like my logo that it's a huge painting, by the way, the wall's just really far away. Bob Ross background, all black. The lighting isn't good too. Like most people have professional lighting people, et cetera. It could be well lit. Like that's green, but you can't really see it because it's dark outside. It's all good. Thank you, Carol. Appreciate it. Someone said like it's your voice. It, it counts, but these are decisions to make. You have to understand. And I know people do understand that at a certain point, you, you're at a fork in the road. Do I go this way? Do I join forces with somebody? Do I do I start my own company, you know, media thing? Do I do I even want to do that? Or should I just get involved with someone else that I like and trust? I'm not really sure. I, to be honest, my whole life has been somewhat of a gamble. I'm kind of just like winging it. When I was in my 20s, I was like, I'm gonna, I'm going to be a rapper. I dropped out of school because I had record label meetings and I was doing bad in school because I wasn't trying. And I was at West Virginia. It's crazy out there. A shout out West Virginia. Great place, but crazy school. And I was like, you know what? I'm confident in myself. I believe in myself. I know that this is not a good move like to drop out of college, but I don't want to pay the money and I believe I'll succeed. So I dropped out of college. I started working other jobs. My whole life's been a gamble. I, ne I never thought I would be here. I never even meant to really be here in this format. I never thought I wanted to do like politics this way. But one thing led to another and everything else has kind of been like a spur of the moment. Like I make a video, it gets millions of views. It didn't even take me that long. So that's kind of been my life. I'm, I'm really just winging it. So the the results i've gotten are are amazing i'm super grateful it's almost beyond thought and dealing with it is definitely is definitely a, been interesting because i don't you know a lot of people that get to this level they have a high organization they have heavy planning they have a team of 50. with myself it's like yeah, i got here but i don't i i didn't really plan everything out as well so it's definitely smart to do that. And it's not, I'm not saying you're not wrong. You're completely right. It's just, that's my story. I don't, everything I've done has not been highly calculated. It's just been 
very authentic, very organic, very, I'm going to work really hard in the present moment. I'm going to try to do the best work I can in the present moment. I'm going to try to do something creative and interesting and, and, and real. And it's kind of manifested in this way. So, you know, the, the next move could be a bunch of stuff. I could get a whole studio. I could buy something, you know, I, like I have options. I just, I don't know what I want to do because really I just want to enjoy my life and live in the moment. And I don't, I don't want to like make a huge decision or a costly decision that's really wrong. So it's, you know, a lot of things are up, up in the air for sure. Almost time for a secret sash on Patreon. For sure. I apologize for being slow with it, but it's, it's been a real, I got a lot of stuff going on and I kind of like, I needed to take a break for two weeks, three weeks. And I did, and it was great. And getting back to the grind has been crazy. So secret sash on Patreon. I got you guys. I appreciate everybody there, Facebook, but it, the, the Vivek moment was very crazy because it was like, I didn't even mean to get that interview. That was all, I, I'll just tell you the process. I don't hate Vivek. I don't uh, want to be rude or anything because I think he's very brave. He's running a very fascinating campaign. To be honest, I'm glad he's there. I'm glad he's running and he's like, without him, it wouldn't be that interesting. So long story short, I just kept seeing this, kept seeing that. And I'm like, wow, I'm watching interviews. I'm watching how he moves. He's very, he's very smooth, but I don't personally believe him, right? So I made a video and I put together a compilation as much as I could possibly say in a minute and 30 seconds. I, you don't have much time for a reel on Instagram. And I said, I'm going to put all the reasons that I don't fully trust him uh, and try to be as nice as I can about it. And I did. And it got like 4 million views on Instagram. It was my biggest video ever. And I barely tried on it. I didn't even plan it. Uh, it was probably my biggest video of the whole year. It was like basically saying I don't trust him. So then after that, I know he goes on a lot of podcasts. I said, hey, Vivek, you know, you got to come on my podcast now. And they, his team hit me up. I told him I didn't fully trust him. They were legit. They were like, all right, well, you know, we don't want it to be biased. And I'm like, I don't like him. I'm not going to pretend to, but I'll be good faith. That was the word they were using. So I was good faith. Um, and with that being said, it kind of just like turned into that. So I didn't, I didn't even really seek like, oh, I got to interview this guy right now. I was just tired of people interviewing him, in my opinion, not good and not asking good questions. And when he said something that I believe wasn't like true, they would just like let it slide over. So long story short, that all happened. And that week was just really crazy. Like the media attention and the, the defamation and lies. And to be honest, it's okay. Everybody has an opinion. Not everyone's opinion is good. That's just the world we live in. It is what it is. Mostly amazing stuff happened, but long story short, it's just been a crazy week to deal with. And uh, to, to do other work has been like overwhelming. I got like 50 things I need to do, secret stash uh, things, answer emails, do do business work. And I just got all caught up in that. So um, someone said, Tim Pool's afraid of anomaly. I don't want him to be afraid of me. I'm a nice guy. It's just, uh, I, you know, I don't want to go to the beanie bunker. That, that ship has sailed. Um, but I would be willing to converse with them uh it would be a fascinating conversation it would probably go great and then the media would cry about it for a month so it's whatever so i said it was a great in interview you were truthful and that's what everyone wants thank you lily don okay but what is happening now in what life is good god is great the sun comes up the sun sets um i don't know what you mean by what's happening a lot a lot is happening at the same time nothing nothing's happening you're a Libra and that's how our lives go. Hard worker. Well, thank you. Wanda Jackson, Libra gang in the house. You know, we don't disrespect other horoscopes, but we, you know, there is a gang out here. Libra. Um, long story short, that ship has sailed. Someone's laughing at beanie bunker. Yeah. That's what I call it. Uh, Netflix series can be, I don't know what that means. Sorry. I'm trying to read some comments. 
Thank you, Andrea, for the compliment. I see you. Newsome lockdown says NZ. All right, if you guys don't have anything, I'm not saying you're not being interesting, but if there's nothing really you guys want to ask me or nothing to talk about, I'm probably chop it off before 45 minutes. Keep it pretty brief. Do I follow any underground rappers? Sure. Uh, you know, me and RA the rugged man have talked, but then he got mad at me for some Joy Reid thing. That's fine. I would love to interview Immortal Technique. I have a lot of friends now that are rappers people and like you know people who get it they like me and people who don't don't and that's fine I, I prefer it that way you know your vibe attracts your tribe so the people that i am in touch with and that i do like is it's a beautiful thing and and then the ones that don't like me or vice versa it's also okay you know i think about social media and life is like a party imagine twitter as a party you got like a million people just everyone's talking shit all sorts of shit every niche market every everybody's saying everything like it's not really fun and you wouldn't want to go to a party and talk to everyone so that's social media just is that for the better or worse it's kind of funny it's got a lot of options but it's making a lot of people miserable because it's just like ah get me out like close the door get me out of here so you know, I kind of, I understand the realm that I exist in now when it comes to my vi videos. It's just the reality of it. Like internet is very weird. Twitter's weird. Facebook's weird. Instagram is weird. It's all very strange. The media is very weird. Um, it's, you know, it is what it is. It's just like, you got to make the most of it and, and just stay above. Son of God said Anomaly sold his soul with octopus logos are you insinuating I sold my soul to an octopus or are you just putting octopus logos? I did not sell my soul. I don't know why you think I did, but I don't know. That's one thing that happens. I think I was talking to a friend the other day and I said that being like, uh, and I don't call myself a truther. I think that's douchey, but like being in the world of media or whatever I'm doing, it's like being an underground rapper or a punk band. Like you don't want to be the one that's big, big. Cause then everyone's like, Oh, how did he get there? Why isn't he banned? Why, why, you know, why is anomaly allowed to do it? How did he do it? And it becomes that sort of game. Uh, and it's, I'm not saying it's that bad or anything, but you know, it's like being an underground rapper and getting really big. Everyone kind of hates on you in the community. Cause any opportunity I get at this point, if it's a big opportunity, people will be wondering how I did that. How did anomaly get to a UFC fight? How did he get to interview Vivek? How has he interviewed Candace? How, how did he do that? He must have done this. He must have done that. And I don't necessarily, uh, I don't blame people, I guess. You know, I have my opinions about others. So I'm not complaining about it. I'm just speaking about it. I understand every move I make from this point on, someone's going to say that I sold out. You know, that's just the reality of it. If I do a sponsor that they don't like or whatever. Um, someone said, do I support Palestinian freedom? When it comes to Israel or Palestine, I just don't think my opinion is matters. Like I don't run the world. I don't, I'm not the Balfour declaration. I'm not a Rothschild. I'm not a Palestinian, you know, ancestor who's been there for thousands of years. I don't think my perspective even matters. Like Palestinians are pissed. Israel's pissed. They fight. What does my opinion matter? Um, you know, the same person would say, do you support Israel's freedom? Do we have a right to exist? Do we have a right to exist? You guys can figure it out. I think both of you have a right to exist, absolutely. And how that line gets drawn and whose side that is, it's for you guys to decide. I mean, I don't, you know, I don't, am I here to tell people what country it is? I'm not Genghis Khan. So, you know, it's like when people, and I'm not fully comparing it, but like with America, some people will be like, this land should have never been yours. You know, you stole this land. 
I, you know, I'm not George Washington. It was not my decision. Someone said, I guess you're being neutral. I mean, I've seen some messed up stuff. I've seen some messed up stuff on Twitter, but the thing is, I don't, you know, I haven't been there slash investigated enough to, to understand like, okay, that looks pretty messed up, but it's a, it's a Twitter video. Like what, what's the context of it? So uh, you can call it what you want, but that's my authentic opinion. I don't, I don't think I'm going to stand in the Middle East and, and tell people who's what it's not really up to me. And I don't, I've never even been there. So I don't really under, fully understand the dynamic besides that Israel came in in the 1900s and people were there. So there's a dilemma, you know? Let me see. I would love to see you do an interview with Tom McDonald. That would be chill. Let's see. High five from the heart, bro. Thank you, Metasoid. I'm not Genghis Khan. I'm not George Washington. So yeah, I mean, it's true. I'm, you know, I know my role. I, it's above my pay grade. I'll, I have strong opinions about certain things like, you know, when, and to be a hundred percent fair, I know the press is psychotic and they don't care, but this is my authentic opinion. I could go as hard as I want. Nobody's stopping me. My authentic opinion when it comes to Israel and Zionism and the relationship between America and Zionism and Israel, my analysis has always been when does one country and one thing supersede the constitution? I don't hate liberals, but if a liberal in New Mexico says that they have the emergency power to suspend the second amendment in some form, I don't believe that. I think that that's tyranny. So I'm always an analytical in the sense of like, when does this, like, when does this cross the boundary into a hate speech rule? How, when is this going to be used to infringe on my amendments? And I, I hate to sound selfish, but you know, that's kind of my analysis. And that's always what it's been when it comes to Israel and America's relationship politically and donors and lobbyists and, and, and definitions, you know, that's how I've always spoken about it. But also, you know, when you talk enough, people will like, you know, you talk about topics when it comes to race, religion, people, there's someone black, someone white, there's going to be accusation said and there's going to be uncomfortable things <coughs> excuse me that people say that's going to be taken out of context like that's why the george floyd thing was so big yes it was a police versus person event but there was a lot of i would say polarity to make that such a big event people get killed all the time people get killed in gang violence overseas and i'm not saying it's right it's wrong but this ca captured the heart of the nation and not just necessarily because it was a cop it was black and white cop guy you know what i'm saying he was on drugs but some people said the drugs killed him some didn't they didn't want you to even talk that he was on drugs there were multiple different uh you know reports of what had happened and then it became a race thing and then black lives matter and if you don't like this you're a racist and you know these type of things happen all the time in this country and i would say if you're a podcaster a news host or an analyst and you talk for hours all the time you're gonna say things that piss people off you're gonna say things that people will deem racist, sexist, xenophobic, anti-Semitic, conspiracy theory, anti-vaxxer. These are words that just mean I'm shutting down what you're saying. I'm not going to talk about the quality of it or the content of it. I'm just going to say it's bad and I'm right and you're wrong. That's what those words mean. You know, some like when it comes to vaccines, just saying anti-vaxxer is a, you know, what does that mean? Do you hate them all? Are you against them all? Why? Why are you against them all? Was your kid injured? Were you injured? Like, is there any sort of context? Like, what are you talking about? Are you blaming every company or just this, these ones or, you know, the prep act? 
there is no curiosity from the media to figure out what you're talking about. What is Aaron Rodgers talking about? What is Kyrie Irving talking about? What is Anomaly talking about? What's Trump talking about? What, you know, what's he talking about these drugs for? What's Joe Rogan talking about? They don't give a crap. They don't care. They're basically like, I would say a propaganda army of big pharma at this point where they just say our job is to make you look as crazy and conspiratorial as possible, even if what you're saying is 100% valid. And the media does this with race. The media does this with religion. The media does this with big pharma. You could see what's happening with Elon Musk and the ADL and that type of anti-Semitic uh, you know, battle of what the word means and who's doing what is being had all the time. It's been happening for a while and it's a bipartisan thing in, in both parties and in both media companies. It's not just left wing. It's just to a different extent. Uh, same with all topics. So the left tends in a lot of topics usually tends to be worse for whatever reason. I don't think it was always that way, but once Trump came around, it feels like the left doesn't even try to pretend like free speech matters. I don't like some do a lot, like there's progressives or whatever, or different groups that understand it. But if you follow most mainstream Democrat media and politicians, they are not like the first amendment really annoys them, but they pretend like they like it, but they don't like this. And it's been a really weird six, seven, eight years. And outside of politics, obviously there's left and right, conservative, liberal, big government, small government. There are differences that are historic. I also think there is a battle going on. It's like a spiritual, emotional battle where it's like whose ego is bigger? Who has too much envy and pride? Like, you know, who's sending out? And the left for the last eight years has had a way bigger ego. I think right-wingers, I thought, used to have a bigger ego. Like, you know, and I used to think that Republicans were worse. And I might have been wrong about that back then too. But when Trump came around, the left's ego just went astronomical. They knew everything. They're so much better than you. And Trump's so bad. And they stopped making sense. But outside of their political opinions, the left just had a bigger ego. And it's like they couldn't admit that Trump might be right about something. Or they couldn't admit that not everything's racist. Or they couldn't admit a border wall makes slightly more sense. And none of that was allowed. And then it was like, you know, the right was picking up steam because they were leaning into truth more. And people might not like what I'm about to say, but it's my analysis. You know, once 2020 came around and Trump kind of half caved, and then instead of being like a freedom leader, he started running around saying Sweden should have locked down, Georgia should stay locked down. Like Trump was wrong more than Georgia, Christy Noam, DeSantis. He was slower to, to get to reality of what's going on. And it really took him way too long. But long story short, once that shifted, the right started shifting. It stopped being like, we're right and the left's wrong. We're honest and, and we have a lower ego and the left's going crazy. It became this game of like, well, we're, we don't care about those things. We just care about left versus right. And we just like Trump. So we'll defend anything. Like, And it just got weird where even to this day, people comment like, you don't understand Trump rest of the vaccine to save the world from a lockdown. That's not true. That's like a psychotic hallucination that you create because you like a politician. If Hillary Clinton did Operation War Speed, you would not be saying she rushed it to save the world from a lockdown. If you know Bill Mitchell or Ted Cruz did it, you would not be saying that because it's not true. It's like a ridiculous statement. It would be like, you know, uh, you know, Joe Biden's going to save the world by cutting off all oil and Joe Biden saved the world when he printed trillions of dollars. Like, you know, it's it's as crazy as what the left's saying, but people on the right say it because they just defend their guy and they're losing their minds too. So it's like, are they better than left-wingers? Sure, if they're not like chopping up seven-year-olds, private parts and, and, and transgendering kids before they even know how old they are. Like, yeah, that, I guess the right's better. Sure, for sure. But it's not good. Like people don't want to admit that it's gotten really weird over the last three years. 
And that's how I see it outside of left and right. Yes, there's policy. Yes, there's judges. Yes, all of that. But it's like an emotional, psychological battle where it's like, how big is your ego? Can you admit that you were wrong? Can can you admit that the experts were not the experts that you thought they were left-wingers? Or are you so into yourself because you have a PhD and I must be smarter than this person because I have a college degree? Sure, college is amazing. If you studied law or something, it's very beneficial to get a higher level education. But also you got to ask yourself how much of that eight years was edu education and how much of it was indoctrination. A lot of it was indoctrination and even in the health department. Yes, they teach them the body and, you know, people in the health community are amazing with what they can do. They can like open a person's body and replace a part. I think that they're genius level people and I love that they can do that. And that type of stuff is pretty scientific and they're very good at that. But outside of like actual surgical movements and stuff, when it comes to pharmaceuticals, a lot of the textbooks are indoctrination, um, not the surgeries necessarily, not everything, but, you know, people, certain people can't separate whether they got that education or not. Like, can't, do I question my teacher? This is why I did terrible in school my whole life. There's multiple reasons, but I used to ask questions. I always was like an, a curious guy. And they never liked that. It was like, shut up and just do what you're told. And they're almost priming people for stuff like lockdowns. They're priming people for stuff that we live through. Cause it's like, listen, if you don't listen. And then they started doing it to the kids. I went to a college campus and it's like, they're all wearing masks because they're being told if you don't wear a mask, you're a bad boy. You're a bad girl. You're a bad person. You're really bad. So like, if you wear it outside, it's a virtue signal of like, I'm listening. You don't have to, but the pressure is on that direction. So they're indoctrinating kids to like be forced masks. It's been like that for decades over other topics. But can you disassociate from that and be like, okay, do I have the ability to listen and learn, but also question when things just don't make sense? Can you, you know, because everybody always talks about communist China. They just listen. They follow. You know what I'm saying? They do stricter lockdowns because they're an obedient culture that's told to listen to the collective hive mind to be better. And in many ways, it's a great ideology. I'm not saying it's all bad, but in many ways, it's not. You know, and one of the ways it's not is when the government's wrong and when your leaders are wrong and they're leading you into something that's bad and you just follow because you don't want to be unloyal. You know, that's the opposite of American, I would say liberty and this idea that you are allowed to criticize your experts and your pharmaceutical company and your government, not because we don't want to be divided, but because in order to be strong and innovative and, and invent stuff, we have to be able to break away from that. You know, we're losing that for sure. And it's just, uh, it's just interesting to talk about because I, I see the communist Chinese style, like, listen, 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 it didn't do well during the pandemic. And we kind of became communist China. Like, you know, they'll be like, oh, China did this and China did that. Like we became China and China didn't make us become China. So I feel like, no offense, when Republicans complain about that or liberals complain about this, it's like the bigger scandal than blaming a foreign country for what you did. Like China didn't make Trump lockdown. China didn't make America print trillions of dollars. China didn't make you follow their old communist patterns of how to lock down a population. Like you did that on your own and then you bragged about it. And then you said that Sweden should have done a Chinese style lockdown and, you know, Africa should have done it. And the media is crying about you know, certain states like uh, Belarus that didn't do it. So, you know, it's just uh, politics is a fascinating game where they're always get catching people in these little proxy battles. Meanwhile, our country is kind of picking up very totalitarian, authoritarian. Uh, you know, some people call it fascist. I don't really care as long as people know what it is and that it's not ideal, you know, call it whatever you want. But that really happened. And 
I don't know. Just watching everybody twist and turn how it happened and, and make believe that everyone was exactly the same. You know, someone like Vivek, uh, you know, he said, Anomaly, you were right and and you caught it ahead of the curve. And that's an interesting angle, right? And then Gavin Newsom comes from a different angle and he goes, no, 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 no. Like DeSantis also locked down. He, he's not that much different than me. Like we, we did it. You did not do it similar. So there's this whole spin on left, right? Everything. And I'm not saying all of it's bad necessarily, but they're now for the first time, maybe ever admitting that they were wrong on all levels, left wing, right wing. Trump's even coming out and talking about like vaccine stuff that he wasn't talking about this week. It's almost like the message was put on the bulletin board. Like it's okay. Now you can come out and, and, and do it now. It's, it, it's, it's, you could do it. Chuck Todd, you could do it. Gavin Newsom, you could do it. Trump, you you know, and everyone's like, Oh yeah, but let's, let's be honest about it. Let's at least be like, Hey, can we celebrate the people that were right early on the restaurants that were right? The politicians like Thomas Massey that were right. People like Christy Noem that were right early. People like, uh, you know, Governor Kemp who broke out of Trump's uh, lockdown guidelines and, and Trump said he did, disagreed. Uh, DeSantis, who figured it out much quicker than most Republicans and led a lot of the nation for two years on certain policies he'd start and Texas would follow. Can we can we celebrate the people who did it or no? Are we just going to gaslight into everybody into thinking that it never happened because pharma made their money. Politicians got what they wanted. And now that narrative's old and tired and they've done the analytics on it and they realize that there's only so far that they could drive that narrative. They have the group of people that's going to get booster shots for the rest of their life and most people won't and they can milk that population dry uh, while the rest of the population does what they want to do. You know, and now it's on to the next scandal or, 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 or thing. That's kind of how I see it. Like they're, they milked it for all it was worth. They got everything they wanted out of it. And now they're going to make a circus around something else like Donald Trump's arrest. And everyone's going to be like, is he going to get arrested? Is he not? Is it going to help him win? Is it going to help him lose? Is he going to now he's going to win the Republican primary, but can he beat Biden? And, you know, now that's going to be the whole national circus for years, like the Trump arrests. You know, if this were a movie, it would be like Donald Trump, Trump arrests three. And it's not like pandemic world four because we lived through pandemic world for three years, but they wrapped it up. They cashed out. Both parties scammed us. Democrats scammed us way more. And now everybody's just going to like, ah, DeSantis and Trump and Gavin. And they're all going to play this little stupid game. And, you know, and in a week, they're never going to talk about it again and just act like it never happened. What's the solution to it? I have no idea. I guess everybody could learn some sort of lesson from maybe things that they didn't know, pay attention to why they did it. I think that's maybe an important thing that we can do. For example, when it came to how I saw through the pharmaceutical thing, I could repeat it real quick for those who didn't watch me then or who did. But you know, just first of all, look at the history of big pharma. One of the biggest fines in modern history was Pfizer for uh, some sort of like drug scandal. You could look up the whole thing. They had to pay a massive lawsuit, massive fine. Uh, a lot of stuff. I mean, a lot of stuff they were pushing during the pandemic, hand sanitizers that they were pushing, taken off the market for issues, sunscreen that they put pushed, taken off the market for issues. I mean, Google anything they ever do. It's always like cash out, make money, deal with the consequences in court later. So what I said to people was it doesn't mean big pharma is all terrible. I'm not saying they're all evil, but at the same time, with vaccines and with the prep act and with emergencies or the childhood vaccine schedule they've maneuvered a way to not have to pay liability for side effects injuries deaths adverse events and injuries or i said it twice but you get what i'm saying 
they don't they figure out a way to not pay for it so if you don't have to if you don't have to suffer the consequences millions of people something happens or or, or 10 people happens however many it is you know wherever you think it falls in that line and they don't have to pay for it they could rush it a lot easier than if they had to pay for it if they had to pay and put together a compensation fund for everybody that could prove they got injured they would not be able to warp speed it out that fast and it probably never would have even happened so before the vaccines even came out that's what i showed people because me just saying go get it or don't get it that's what a lot of people did you know a lot of like people in this world were like don't get it don't get it sure i don't care i'm not i'm not hating i'm just saying and then there were people that were like get it get it my wife's a doctor get it get it everyone's getting it get it like me it's the trump vaccine whatever you know like there there were two sides to that but what i tried to do was just kind of show people where it's like, listen, I don't legally want to really give people medical advice because I, I don't know what they would try to do to my channel. But long story short, you know, I don't want to be in control of your life. However, I do want to show you what no one's showing you and make your own decision based off of the information I showed everyone. I didn't get it. I think it was pretty obvious the whole time. But it's like, instead of telling you what to do, let me show you the reality of how the industry works and the liability works. And from that, you should be able to make your own decision or at least have more pieces to the puzzle. And, you know, I think that that is why this all panned out the way it panned out. The reason Operation Warp Speed rushed mandates, you know, nobody really gets that much compensation. There was like a little government compensation. But when it comes to Pfizer, Madera, Johnson, Johnson, they cashed out on this stuff. They, they don't have to settle a single lawsuit for an injury, uh, from my knowledge, because of the PrEP Act and their emergency clause. Everything happens because of executive orders, bills, you know, if you want to really be honest with yourself. And, and that's where I feel like I've been getting more and less popular simultaneously in different groups is because a lot of people will tell you Trump, 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 love Trump, love Trump, hate Trump, hate Trump, you know, left, left, right, right, red, red, blue, blue, Gavin Newsom, Ron DeSantis. And they're so focused on the characters. Talk about the characters, vote for the characters, like the characters, but they're just characters. The reason I was right about the vaccine and Ben Shapiro was wrong and Donald Trump was wrong and Vivek was wrong and Gavin Newsom was wrong and the media was wrong and most right-wing media was, the reason that I was right when they were wrong is not because I'm so special. That's what I'm trying to tell people. I could just, I would probably make more money if I said, I'm prophetic. Oh my gosh, buy everything I ever do. I'm a genius. Give me your money. But in reality, it's like, I appreciate people's support. I definitely need support, but long story short, I showed you why I figured this out. No one does that stuff. They because they they make decisions based off emotions or people. Well, if Trump says this, I believe this. But if he says that, I'll make excuses for that. You're not operating out of reality. You're operating off of idol worship of political characters, which is why you're going to keep crashing and burning. You got to follow the executive orders. You got to follow the National Childhood Vaccine Injury Act. You, you need to follow the Prep Act. Both of those were passed by Republicans, actually, setting you up to get bamboozled by Democrats and Republicans. You know, the emergency declaration that came from the HHS director that worked directly with Big Pharma. The experts were wrong because a lot of the experts are ex-Big Pharma people. They're doing business for Big Pharma. Their expertise is in playing both sides of the equation and not caring about health all the time over business. So it's like all of these things happen for a reason, and I pray that people realize this now you don't have to say ha 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 you were right or ha 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 you were wrong or i don't want to hear it i feel bad or whatever i'm not trying to make everybody feel bad i want everyone to be healthy and happy but all these things happen for a reason and maybe not in this format but they will happen again if people don't study why it happened so that's all i really 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 hope is that people look at the core of how the republicans and the democrats got away with this how the democrats got away with more 
and then learn from that and don't allow that to happen. What makes me a little nervous about the future of the conservative movement is the fact that it's like 80% idol worship now and people don't, they make up theories that don't even make any sort of sense just to defend their character in politics instead of look at like the brass root of what's going on. If the CARES Act passes and Donald Trump's in office or the CARES Act passes and Hillary Clinton's in office, what matters is what the bill says because that's what's going to happen. Who's the money going to? That's where the money went. When they printed trillions of dollars, it went to exactly where they said it was going to go. The testing and all of these like uh, hospital finances, oh, you get this much money from the hospital if you do this or if you get tested, you get that. All of that was written in the CARES Act. So all of, oh, how's this happening? Why are they doing this? Well, they, they, they pushed the structure of the pandemic through that bill. And it doesn't matter who was president or who was at the Senate or the House. If it would have passed bipartisan, which it did, I think there was only one person maybe that was against it, Thomas Massey. Maybe there were more. Probably not, though. Like that's what's going to determine the next two years. But if people close their eyes at that and they say, I want to believe it's a good thing because I like Donald Trump. Or I don't want to look at Operation War Speed because I like Trump and I, he's not as bad as Democrats. Sure, he's not as bad as Democrats, but all of this happened because of all of that. So, you know, next time this happens, my only, I would say, hesitancy is that I think people learned the medical tyranny stuff, but they don't necessarily even know why it happened. So I feel like the elites will be able to scam people and conservatives and liberals again. I don't feel like the left's unscammable. I think that they're way too easy to scam. I mean, the left is so easy to scam, it's ridiculous. Like they're so brainwashed by emotional stuff and fake racial narratives that they are just gone. They will easily fall for anything. And then you come to the right, I'm not trying to be rude, but this is just my interpretation of it. Like I don't see a group of people that's like, oh, we really learned our lesson from the you learn your lesson from the lockdown, you but you didn't learn your lesson of idol worship and how politics work. Most of these influencers, they don't even, you know, I, I understand why they don't want to talk to me, but whatever, you know, they don't want to admit what really happened because a lot of their guys were kind of in on it and allowed it to happen. So it's a better narrative to just be like, oh, it was just the other side, you know, and, and start gaslighting like what actually happened. So I feel like conservatives will absolutely get scammed again because they don't, they didn't learn like the core blocks of why it happened. They're just following characters. Like that's, Following Trump as a character is is almost just as bad if you're right wing as if you're left wing. The left hates him, the right loves him. Who's easier to manipulate emotionally? The left who hates him or the right who obsesses him? They're both easy to manipulate. It's just conservatives naturally, I think, have a lot of better policies that are suited in this world that has gone too far left. They understand things like with crime and border that the left can't figure it out. That's why San Francisco sucks. That's why a lot of their cities are getting crappier. Like the left is wrong about that. So by default, I like I agree with Republicans more because they have like core understanding of that type of stuff. But when it comes to political scams, that, that's why, too, whether you like it or not, my interview with Ramaswamy, I'm I'm not being the nice guy who just talks about we could talk about sports. We could talk about like me and Vivek could get along very well. I'm sure we both have like high energy. Like I'm sure we could be great friends. But with this, it was like, hey, I, I'd love to do that sometime. But right now. Let me ask these questions that nobody's asking. I only have 20 minutes to get through like 10 questions. It's taking too long. I got a rush, but let me get this out there for the people because people need to see certain things and then they could decide for themselves because it's just like, there's always going to be a guy. There's always going to be a thing that they say. And like, it's always going to be that way until we kind of put our foot down and be like, nah, let me ask it this way. 
uh, you know, and get some transparency on it. So thank you, Nick, for the super chat. He said, thanks for being a real one. You appreciate it. But long story short, you know, I just hope that people that people learned why this happened and like the core of how they laid it out because they're going to do that with other stuff. Uh, problem is today people need to have their own personality. It's definitely like uh, something going on. Someone said, I think Trump is the best we have out of the choice. He might be, he might not be. I don't know. You know, I'm not, I guess for this podcast, I'm not too concerned with how good he is. I guess it's just like, I don't know. I'm not, I, I'm a little um, just watching how all the candidates work. I've come to the conclusion that it's not going to change until people stop just following characters. Vote for the character you like. Cheer for him if you want. Get him into office or lose the election and learn a lesson. Don't keep repeating the same mistake over and over again. But once that happens, you got to snap out of like idol worship, sports ball, fanatic mode and go into this is a politician who fell short last time. And, you know, he will do the same things again if I if I baby him. You know, I, I feel like that's how I see it. Um, I just think that's how politics work. And if people don't want to see it that way, then life will life will just be what it is. You know, it's like things are not perfect. Why is the economy better in America than it is in the Philippines? It's not fair. It's not fair that if you're born in the Philippines and you work a job and you're born in America and you work the same job, that your currency is bigger in America and you make more money. That's not fair, but it is the way the world works. America has a strong economy. That's why most people want to come here, even when the cities get ratchet. So like, that's not fair, but that's how the world is. It's the same with power and media and like, it, it's not fair. You know what I'm saying? It's not fair what happened, but the world's not fair. So if people don't want to figure this out and they don't want to like stand firm and make a statement, they just want to follow Trump or follow DeSantis or fo hate Trump, then nothing's going to change. And you're not a victim. I don't think like you're not a victim if you can't figure this stuff out. That's where I kind of stand now is everybody wants to victimize themselves. Well, they took this from me, the election, and but I'm a victim. And it's like, you're not, you don't, you haven't learned how it works and they're going to catch you in these narratives. And, uh, you know, it's like, I'm not going to say I'm okay with it, but if people can't figure this stuff out, then maybe that's just what it is. Like the, you know, it's just going to be this constant circus where the media lies, the elite scam you, the left fights the right and, and they can't, and like, they act like sports fans. And that's what it seems like to me. Even now, I don't, I don't necessarily with all the good, uh, momentum that's happened. I think it's more so the fact that the media's lost power and a lot of podcasts and like, you know, people aren't, they're not valuing the media what they used to. To me, that's more powerful than like what the Republican Party is doing. I even think Elon Musk has done more for conservatives than Trump has ever done. Like, and I don't, I'm not saying to trust Elon Musk or jump on a spaceship with him or put a neurochip in your head. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying like strategically with Elon Musk and his public, uh, you know, conflict with the ADL, a lot of things that he's done, buying a media company, pushing back, rewriting, uh, you know, I would say censorship, bringing thousands of people back, making a better fact checker. The fact checker on Twitter is like 90 something percent accurate, unlike the ones on Facebook and Instagram that are almost always pushing the regime narrative. Elon has done more, in my opinion, than Trump really did. I mean, Trump's Supreme Court justice has helped, I think, in certain ways. And his judges, like, that's good. He did some things, but a lot of his accomplishments were just uh, like uh taken away by the pandemic and biden so i'm not saying to fully 
trust Elon, but I'm just looking at actions and I, I just don't see politics the same way. Like I, I don't, the, the circus of politics is the problem. The fact that people can't figure it out is the problem and, and it's going to continue. And maybe that's just the way life is. And I'm not saying, I'm not saying this to be dark or anything, but in America, your economy goes further than in like 90% of the countries in the world. You were blessed if you're born in this country to, to be born in a country where if you work this hard, you will get this amount. And other countries, I'm not saying they don't have any opportunity. There's still a lot, but it's just a different economy. The money's different. The jobs are different. The uh, uh, lifestyle is different. The average house in certain countries compared to America is different. It's changing because America is screwing up its regime. But long story short, that's not fair. It's not, but that's what it is. So you have to deal with your circumstances and whether you were born in a mansion or the hood or another country, you have to make the most of this world. And I think God will bless you and it'll be a great world. There's a lot of success stories from all over the world, but long story short, that's the dynamic. See it for what it is, make the most of it. And that's all any of us can do. But when it comes to politics, I feel like people don't get it. The left doesn't get it. The right doesn't get it. And if they don't, things will just go in the direction that they're going to go. You know, it's the same way. Like if there's a, if there's a foreign policy that they want to start a war with nine different countries, they did it. You know what I'm saying? The left did it. The right did it. The Bush did it. Uh, Obama did it. Your opinion didn't matter. They did it. You know, they got it done. Both parties are in on it and people couldn't figure that out. And you know, now they have new characters in the game and people still can't figure it out. They're hypnotized by Donald Trump. They either hate him so much that they can't think straight or they obsess over him so much that they can't think straight. He's like the perfect brainwasher. And I'm not saying he's bad. It's just like the reaction to him is worse than him. His leadership is not, I mean, his leadership during the pandemic kind of sucked. But besides that, it's like, it's not that he's, I don't think he's so bad, but people can't act right when he comes around. I don't know what he did to people. It's like he, he made the left lose their entire mind like they've never been the same since trump and then the right is also like I, you know it's just getting weird to me but that's my opinion like if people tap out of that and get back into this world of like let me look at the facts let me look at it how it is let me let me tell the truth about how politics is because this idea you know there's certain industries and there's certain people that they're just above the pay grade of the guy you like. That's just, I admit to you, like, you know, what do you think about this? And I, it's, it's above my pay grade. I'll tell you my opinion, but my opinion doesn't matter. I don't have an impact in that. I'm not, I don't, you know I'm saying? I don't own a banking company. I don't want to, I don't want to compete in that world and I don't care, but I'm being honest with you. Like you look at some of these characters and think that they're at the top of the pyramid and they're like three layers down and, and they're not even trying. Like you think they're trying so hard and they're not. And there's certain layers to the pyramid that they're working with. And you don't, you know, it's like, if you don't want to figure it out, it's not going to change. Why would it, you know, but there's going to be a show. There's going to be a nice little like left, right paradigm, a Hunter Biden's laptop and a Donald Trump mugshot, you know, that he conveniently makes a lot of money off of. And, you know, now Rudy Giuliani's getting hit with Rico charges. And when Rudy Giuliani was in New York, he'd hit everyone with Rico charges. So now it's coming back on him. It's like a tragedy. You know, the U.S. is like a giant like I wouldn't, I don't know, comedy slash tragedy and it sucks, but it's like, it's why it depends what side you're on. It is what it is. It's just like, you know, everything can't be changed. So sometimes it's not even worth it. But to me, there is a way to like change the country. It's a collective, like a city doesn't have to have a lot of crime. 
America doesn't have to be an open border. There are things that we agree that it's not that hard of a fix if we can get the right people in. But the the, the mental manipulation is, is just so deep that I feel like the left's gone and the right is not nearly on point as they think they are. And I'm sure there's people hearing this that think I'm not as on point as I think I am. And that's, you know, that's a difference of opinions that is always going to exist. And I respect it. But, you know, I, I'm, I stand firm to what I believe the same way I did during the pandemic. And, you know, I think I'm right or I wouldn't say it. So during the pandemic, I, I'm telling people in like why I was right. There's tweets that people will say, Anomaly's prophetic, Anomaly's prophetic. I'm telling you I'm not. I mean, I do think I have certain insight, but I, it's easier for me to just say, yes, yes, yes. I'm so great. I'm so smart. Ha, ha, ha. I knew and you didn't. I'm not telling. I'm trying to tell people who knew and didn't knew why I knew. There's a reason I said what I said. I didn't just close my eyes, look up to Jesus and say it. I wish I could tell you I did. I researched. I saw the, I saw the proof that Trump was not doing what I thought he was doing. I saw the proof that Big Pharma was in with both parties. I saw the proof that Republicans and TPUSA and all these organizations that tell you they're going to save you, that they were like levels behind on certain topics. And I'm not even saying it was nefarious, but I'm trying to show people all the blocks that got me to that point. And that's how I see stuff today. I'm not always going to be right, but my, uh, it's, my opinion's not just based on like that. Yes, I have feelings. Yes, I have instinct. But like when you put 20 different pieces of the puzzle together, it's obvious. It was, I said before there was even a vaccine that medical tyranny was coming and mandated vaccines were coming. In 2019, I said mandated vaccines are coming. Before the lockdown, I said they're going to lock down and push a vaccine before they even said they had a vaccine because it's just obvious. The, the whole plot is obvious once you realize how it works. And once you realize who Trump hired, you realize that he's not going to stop it. If you hire pharmacy lobbyists and pharmacy executives and farm, big pharma people at FDA and HHS and your CDC person's not that great, it's, you're, you're done. It doesn't, you know, Trump's opinion doesn't matter when he, he ceded power to the pharmaceutical industry and they have the power to declare a health emergency. That, that all happened. So, the part that annoys me is not that people were wrong back then. I'm not trying to rub it in. The part that annoys me is like people don't even want to know why they were wrong. So they're just going to keep being wrong because their opinions are based on nothing. It's it's based on idolizing a politician or hating a politician. The left is wrong about a lot of stuff because of Donald Trump. It's not Trump's fault. They just can't handle Trump. It's like Trump says something and they just disagree. They don't even know why they disagree. Oh, that's fish cleaner. That's fish bowl detergent. Like they don't even know. It's just like, how do we oppose Trump? How do we make him look crazy? How do we make him look stupid? How do we take this out of context? So their entire failure to the pandemic was mental manipulation of just opposing what Trump and Republicans say and acting like it's a crazy crackpot conspiracy theory. And then on the right, the way they keep deceiving the right is like you give them this guy. He's an outsider, even though he proves he hires the inside. But it, but he has no it's just a mistake. It didn't happen purposely. He just doesn't know. He's super smart. He just doesn't know anything. He's like constantly making all the he hired almost 100 percent of the swamp, but he just didn't know. And if you get by the mugshot and give him money to lose to Biden in 2024 and cry again and said it's like then it'll take like it's like. It's like a show that's just run too many seasons and it's just getting too sloppy. It's like a Golden Girl season 12 
where it's just obvious at this point, but people just can't get over it. They, man, I hate Trump, but I, it's like, it's season 10. They just sold the rights to some feminist. And you know what I'm saying? It's like season 10 Star Wars. They sold it to a feminist. The plot's garbage, but you just want to watch it because you like Star Wars. It's the same thing with the Trump thing. Like the left, it's like, get over Trump, dude. He Like, where did he hurt you on the doll? I don't want, like, they, it's it's like, it's not even, it's not even good theater anymore, but people are still like clinging on to their, battle team blue fight the red thing and then on the right it's the same thing with trump it's like you know they're attached to they don't even like listen to the interviews he sounds so ridiculous so many times it's like it's so fake but it's like oh if he's fake it's a it's a plan he's exposed it's like whatever you know whatever you want to tell yourself but at the end of the day he didn't expose big pharma he hired big pharma he didn't say, like he didn't expose anthony Fauci. oh he he worked with fauci to expose fauci fauci's been exposed during the aids epidemic fauci this whole i'm not going to say it's exactly the same but fauci's already had his moment in the spotlight he's had scandals he's had lies everybody's known this for 40 years trump didn't expose fauci he just blew it to fauci but if everyone wants to pretend like if if the left fails, they failed. If the right fails, they failed. If the left works with them, it's bad. If the right works with them, it's bad. But if Trump does it, it must be a five-dimensional chess plan because I don't want to face reality. There's, that's why I'm right about a lot of this stuff and people are wrong. It's not because I'm so smart because it's like I like Trump, but if he hired pharmacy executives to run HHS, you're going to get that. And he's not a victim of it. He did it. I mean, one one of the main reasons that I I respect DeSantis on some level, he's a little sneaky on a lot of levels, but he hired Joseph Latipo for Surgeon General. Joseph Latipo is a real outsider. If you hire an outsider for your Surgeon General, you get different results. If Trump hired an outsider for Surgeon General, we would have had a different pandemic. But Trump's Surgeon General sucked. Trump's HHS director was a big pharma guy. I'm sure he's a nice guy, but you know what I'm saying? That's what he did before. So it's like you get what you hire. DeSantis hired a real one, an outsider who's not recommending this stuff as his surgeon general. Trump didn't do that. So I, I just don't understand why our movement's going to be better if Trump is can just hire people and people will make excuses for it. Like if Trump hires a good cabinet, then it's great. But if Trump gets in again and hires a terrible cabinet, no one will hold them accountable the same way that they would if DeSantis was there. They'd be like, well, maybe he hired Chills because they like him and they're loyal to him and they have a secret plan. And it's like, it's, 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 it's very wild. It's fascinating, but it's, you know, I'm talking about it today because I'm just interested in like the angles of it. And I hope you guys like it. I hope you appreciate it. We will see. Someone said Larry Elder is the only candidate not getting coverage and he's been a consistent voice for his whole life. I'm going to be honest. I if, if this were like an election where my opinion mattered, I like Larry Elder more than most candidates by far. Um, he's just, I don't know. He doesn't have the money. He's not running a good campaign. I don't know what to tell you, but he's, uh, he's falling far behind despite being so famous. I think he ran a lazy or a sloppy campaign. I like Larry Elder more than most candidates by far. Um, I don't know that it's necessarily... Uh, he's he's not running a good campaign in my view he's not getting out there he's not like vivek is doing a good job of overcoming certain things to get his face out there elder's not doing as much as he probably could and i don't i don't know that he hired a good campaign team that's just my opinion maybe his campaign team's great but quality wise elder is a, is a legend campaign wise it's like he's not even running you know Someone said, dude, that's why you should vote for him, even though he's suing the RNC. 
I don't I don't think I'm gonna vote for Larry Elder. Uh I'm not inspired to this election, but we will see. Um Larry Elder's playing 500 dimensional chess. He's great at going. I mean, he does a lot of things good, but I I think he's really good at uh un, unraveling the race narrative. Like Larry Elder is an expert at going against liberals, white or black, and just telling his story and and making them look stupid. I think he he's he did a great job when he ran for governor against liberal media. He did a great job on Charlemagne the God's podcast. Um, or I like to call him Charlemagne the fraud because calling him a God, like, I don't, you know, I don't buy into people that false idolize themselves. So we'll just say Charlemagne the fraud. Um, you know, he did a good job. All right. A few more and then I'm gonna take off. Someone says season 33, the orange villain gets the right to booster up a Tesla plan. <laughs> Luckily he wasn't for the booster, but do you remember the Bill O'Reilly point where like Bill O'Reilly is like, I got the shot. Did you get the booster? He's like, I get the booster. I get the booster, and Bill O'Reilly's like, "I did too," and I'm. It's like, yeah. The only way to beat the vaccine mandates is to listen to the vaccine mandates, and then we could cry when they come. Oh, I can't believe they mandated the vaccine. Well, if eighty percent of the population complies to it, it's a lot easier than if fifty percent of the population complies to it, isn't it, folks? Who would have said? Listen. I just want to tell you guys that Anomaly is not your friend, okay? Anybody that does not get on their knees and lick my boots, when I say lick my boots, the polls are wrong. 100% of people like me, okay? And everybody who doesn't is a Democrat, okay? I was the father of the vaccine. Give me credit. Do not give credit to Fauci. It was me. Donald J. Trump, I'm the father of the vaccine. Oh my gosh, maybe by vaccine he means therapeutic. No, I mean vaccine. I mean like the mRNA shots, the Pfizer, the Moderna, the Janssen and Janssen. Great family, great people. Johnson and Johnson love me. Let's bring him on stage. Oh man, that's a code. I mean the code, he's exposing the Johnson and Johnson family. I'm not exposing them. I like them. We hang out, we eat shrimp oh shrimp think about shrimp ocean who else was in the ocean obama chef oh my god chef oh my gosh trust the plan epstein listen you guys are really creeping me out it's really creepy but at the same time you guys love me so since you love me i'll pretend like you're not creepy because you'll vote for me oh my gosh he's co-signing us i wouldn't say co-signing you i wouldn't even let you into mar-a-lago you look dirty you look ugly your shoes are dirty. I wouldn't even let you in, but I, but you could stand out there and cheer for me in the rain because I need your votes, okay? Oh, okay, okay, sir. I Does that mean you're going to fight Big Pharma this time? Maybe, maybe not, but if I don't, you'll make excuses for me, so who cares anyway, right? Right, right, no, right, sir, yes, sir, right. <laughs> it's so, it's like kind of funny. It's like a tragedy and a comedy, you know? But I don't know. I'm not, I'm not an expert. You know, the experts are Rochelle Wolanski, Jerome Adams, and a bunch of winners over there. Someone said, could we stop calling this thing a vaccine? You can call it whatever you want, but I don't know what else. What what, what do people call it? Uh, mRNA therapy injection or something? A gen genetic? It's not a genetic. Okay, that's a conspiracy theory. Um, I don't know. Everybody's... 
fact check, <laughs> fact check. That's not a genetic. It, it's it's just a totally normal good boy shot that gives everybody good boy powers. You're 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 protected from hospitalizations. Okay, I mean, if the fact checker said it, where, where's the fact checker based out of France? Why am I being fact checked in America by a company out of France on Facebook? I don't know. It's just crazy. Like, I don't need it. I don't want an apology or need one, but it's like there's media trying to make me look crazy last week. And it's like everything I was talking about for three years that had nothing to do with race or religion. It was strictly like analytics. I was analyzing data out of Israel and America, and I was talking for the people all over the world. And there's not a single article that's like, yo, Anomaly was right about this, or Anomaly, like, wow, how did he know three years before the pharmaceutical CEOs and the politicians and the media? It's like, no, they never, they never admit they were wrong. They only, but this is to be expected. They do it to Trump. They do it to DeSantis. They do it to everyone. That's just who they are. They're just fake. And nobody really even believes them anymore. You know, it's like they just pop out articles. They just say whatever they want. They know that defamation is hard to win. And people are caring less and less. Like, you know, Russell Brand probably has more impact than CNN. Russell Brand's like, dude, I just tripped shrooms in peru and now i'm talking to david ike isn't this crazy you know and people are like oh shit i want to hear that yeah, like like russell brand has 20 times as much power as cnn no one cares you know people will listen to like ben shapiro more more than that too he's like listen my wife's a doctor okay you should listen to me my wife's a doctor and i'm gonna talk about a country but don't say i talked about the country because then i'm gonna say it's hate speech or whatever it's like whoa okay i got you dude i'm listening now you're you know ben shapiro crushes um i don't know the mainstream media just i don't think it i don't think it is what it once was and i don't think anyone cares that much anymore um someone said if they're making you look crazy it means you're over the target for sure. I remember when they wrote an article during the pandemic where they're like, Anomaly has this crazy conspiracy theory that says that the government's using the pandemic to get more control. <laughs> Could you believe that? It was like NPR or something. And it's like, are you serious? Like, are it's not even debatable. The government absolutely used the pandemic as a means to get emergency powers. That's not even an opinion. That's a fact. The debate would be, is that good or bad? You know, the government did that. Is that good or bad? That's the debate. Good or bad? It's not the, the fact that they did it is not a conspiracy theory. It's a fact of reality. And they're sitting there writing stupid articles about me during the. Can you believe this kooky conspiracy theorist on on Facebook said that the government is using the pandemic to get for more power and control i mean that's nuts it's literally what happened and everyone knows it so how, who's gonna believe this stupid article and then they're like fact check florida versus california and then i and then like they admitted i was right in the fact check they're like he's technically factually analytically right but he but that's wrong because we said that it's wrong it's like what like their fact check article was so stupid it was one of the most frustrating things because like I don't care what other people do, right? Some people say, Anomaly, I hate your show, but I watch for two hours. Why? That sounds terrible. Go do something you like. There's internet, ESPN Plus, Netflix, Daily Daily Wire's got a Like, what do you like? Go do that. You know what I'm saying? You like playing chess on your phone. Maybe you're a Candy Crush guy, Candy Crush Soda, the sequel, the saga continues. You know, whatever you want to do, go do it. But I don't even care if people listen to me. But with that being said, when it came to the pandemic and the uh, censorship restrictions and the fact checks, it's like not only are these dummies 
not just doing their stupid thing. Like I do my thing, they do their stupid thing and we coexist. They're like coming onto my channel. It's like putting up a wall on my channel and they're like, don't look here, don't look here. And I'm like, who are you putting a wall up on my channel? They're like, we're based out of France. Why is France fact checking me? Who who are you though? They're like, I don't know. I'm just some guy. Like who's paying you? Or like what organization do you work for? To, to think that you get to block my channel that I've worked so hard for and Facebook's going to let you do that because you're in a, from factchecker.org or whoever stupid organization. Like, can, can you come on my podcast? You know what I'm saying? Like, can, can we debate? Can we talk about this? Make me look dumb, right? I'm so dumb. Make me look dumb. Come on my podcast. They, it's like the fact that some random person could just block off your thing. And <laughs> it's so, but it was such a weird time. And it's it, and things have never got less weird. But and then TikTok, yes, took my money. That's true. They shut down my bank account. Like it was like a TikTok creator fund, and they shut down my whole account. Never gave me the money. Never paid me out. Uh, it's crazy, dude. But whatever. I just, you know, at the end of the day, I almost just laugh at it because it's like I I don't like it, and it is very annoying. But that's the world, you know. I didn't ask for these rules, but that's what they are. So it's not, you know, life is not going to be easy if the government says that they could shut you in your house and close your school for a year because there's a virus that they conveniently made a lot of money on a vaccine with. And then the government and the pharmaceutical industries are in lawsuits over who really has credit for them because they want the financial. It's like, it's a crazy world. So, you know, I can't act like it's unexpected. It's just the world we live in. And you know, just got to make the most of it. Keep it moving. So that's the show for today. God bless you guys. God bless your family. God bless America. God bless the world. Thank you. I have a special guest tomorrow. I'm doing an interview. It's with somebody very interesting. They have a new documentary out. I hope you like it. Uh, it's going to be a pretty chill interview for the most part because I've already interviewed this person this year. So I've already talked about a lot. So hope you enjoy it. Uh, it should be a good episode and hope you enjoyed today. I had fun. Hope you did too. God bless you guys. God bless America. God bless your family. God bless the world. Dream Rare podcast, random rare Sunday episode. Was fascinated by Novak winning to a Moderna ad and was fascinated with Gavin Newsom. Wanted to talk about it. Did. Thank you. W. Have a good one, guys. Hey, what's going on, my friends? Just a few ways to stay in touch and support if you'd like to. The first way is dreamrare.com. We have blue beanies, black beanies, pink hats, other colored hats, freedom versus tyranny shirts, stay blessed long sleeve, God is great long sleeve, and lots of more cool items coming soon. Dreamrare.com. Check out the shop to support. Everything's made in the United States. Handpicked by me. Patreon.com slash rare talk for $5 a month. You can help support me. Support the show. If you haven't noticed, unlike other channels, I don't work with very many sponsors, sometimes none at all. And part of the way I'm able to do that is with the dreamrare.com shop and patreon.com slash rare talk. So thank you guys for keeping this show free, unimpeded, uninterrupted. I'm forever grateful. My free email list is stayintouchwithme.com. So check the links below in the description or just type in on any browser, stayintouchwithme.com, all one word. You'll find my email list, put it in there, and it's the least annoying email list you'll ever be on. I barely use it because I don't like getting emailed every day or every week week, it's annoying.
so I don't do it. Stayintouchwithme.com, it helps me take back some power away from big tech. Telegram t.me slash dreamrarechat or at dreamrarechat. Due to censorship, I post all my live stream and videos there. Sometimes I have some bonus content and I try to give people a heads up when Facebook or YouTube won't. Dreamrarechat at Telegram. My Instagram is at dreamrare. Thanks for everybody following there for shorter content. And dreamrarelinks.com, that's dreamrarelinks.com, has all my stuff. My podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, my music on Spotify and Apple, my Rumble page, my BitChute and Gab page. All my links are found at dreamrarelinks.com. Thanks for watching, folks. God bless you. You already know I'll be back with more content soon. Appreciate you.